most of you know this scripture, but uh, I just want to be able to just focus on the word and, 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 and let the spirit of God just do what he wants to do tonight. Amen. The word of God says, one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Verse 4. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Verse 10. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at all calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. Let us pray. Father, I'm not any better than anybody else, Lord. But Lord, you have called me just to bring this word tonight to my brothers and sisters, Lord. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help me, Lord. <laughs> For Lord, I, I am weak. I am weak mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I totally depend upon the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you will help me, Lord. And speak to my brothers and sisters, minister to all of us we need to hear your voice tonight lord and we'll give you all the glory and all the praise in jesus name amen lord and amen my brother my sister how are you feeling tonight how's your life are you in a season right now in your life that you feel like nothing is happening. You feel like there's no manifestation of God's power in your life. You feel like you're going through routines. You come to church. You play the little church thing back and forth, but inside you just don't feel like nothing is happening. Do you feel like spiritually, do you feel like burned out? Do you feel dried? Do you feel stagnant? Do you feel like you're stuck on neutral? 
like nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. We come, we pray, and, and we do the same routine week after week, week after week. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, I'm going to give you four points quickly. I want to share with you that God has something for you. Let me start with point number one. God's not done with you. Sometimes we go through a, a dry spell. You know, I've been, I've been a Christian like for 34 years. The Lord saved me when I was a young teenager, 19. I thought I knew everything. When I was in college, I was an atheist. I didn't believe in the Lord. I cursed everybody and their mama. And the Lord had mercy upon my life. And let me tell you something. It's been 34 years and I'm still learning more and more about Jesus every day. Every day I need more of the Lord. Yeah, I've met with pastors and, you know, I went to different types of uh, seminaries and all that stuff. But every day I'm still learning more and more about Jesus. Let me tell you, God has a plan for your life. God has not given up on you. And don't let your past mistakes define who you are today. Because a lot of us are still living with condemnation. A lot of us are still living with regrets of things of the past. But let me tell you that your past Whatever you went through, through the past, God allowed it. But check this out. Those were building blocks for what God wants to do with you in the future. God wants to do something great in your life. So don't let your problems, don't let your difficulties discourage you. And just like Samuel in the scripture here, God was doing something. God wanted to do something in Samuel's life. And I believe, my brother and my sister, that God wants to do something in your life. God wants to do something not just in your life, but he wants to do something in our church, Belmont Assembly of God. Glory be to the Lord. Now, let, let, let me tell you, I don't know what that something might be. I don't know. I'm, I'm serious. I don't know what that something might be. But let me tell you something. Whenever God does something, it's always good. Because God has a great plan for you and for me. Can I get a witness in the house of God? Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. Just like, just like Samuel, we're going through issues right now. And a lot of people are just going through this dry spell. We're going through the routine. But, you know, there's something happening in the air. Like, I, I, I've been, I, my, 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 my heart's desire for the Spanish and for the English is that, man, I, I need something new. I need something new. We're stuck. You know, have you ever been stuck? Well, let me tell you something. I'm praying. I'm asking the Spanish. We're going into a, like a, a 21 day of fasting and praying. I'm asking God that the Lord will bring something different. Crank it up and let the power of the Holy Spirit move. Hallelujah. Now, 
Samuel, Samuel heard the call. And every time he, caught, he heard the call, he would go to Eli. He would run to him. Eli represents the old religious system. A lot of times we always run back to our old ways, our old religious system. He ran back to Eli because Eli was affirming him. You understand, sometimes we need affirmation or a confirmation from somebody. How many say amen in the house of the Lord? Somebody that will say, I support you. I'll back you, brother. I'm praying for you. Amen? Point number two. Not the old ways. Eli represented the old ways of the old type of uh, ministry, the old way of doing things. And three times he told, he told uh, Samuel, I did not call you. I did not go call you. Go back and lie down. Three times. Go back and lie down. I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Let me tell you something. You may, maybe God is putting something new in your heart. Maybe God is stirring a new calling in your life. Maybe there's something that God is stirring something in your spirit. Like God wants to do something. But there's always somebody that tells you, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Maybe, 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 maybe the Lord wants to birth something new in this church. A new ministry that's going to birth but somebody tells you, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe the Lord is giving you a new song. Maybe you are a person that moves in the prophetic. And the spirit of God is moving in the prophetic in your life. But that, but, but that person tells you, listen, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Because some people are not ready for change. Some people are stuck and they're not ready for change. God wants to bring you blessings. The Lord wants to bring something new. But we are too comfortable with the old. We're still too comfortable with the old. And, and let me tell you, God wants to do something brand new. God wants to stir something. But we're so comfortable with the regular routines of life. We pray the same way. We sing the same songs. We preach the same way. We don't allow the spirit to move. We don't allow ministry time. There's no other gifting that rise up in the house of the Lord. But God is ready to do something. God is ready to do something. So get ready. Get ready for something. Get ready for something. Let me, let me tell you something too. It's like I, I heard a story about this 85-year-old man. His name was uh, Mr. Woski. And Mr. Woski went to his doctor. And he sat down with the doctor, and the doctor says, Mr. Woski, you need to stop eating red meat. It's not good for your heart. Stop eating red meat. So the, uh, Mr. Woski says, oh, doctor, 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 
I promise you, I promise you that I will not eat red meat no more. I promise you, no more red meat. Right after, the, 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 after he met with the doctor, he goes around the corner, he goes to the small little diner. And he sits there. And he says, let me have a big, big cheeseburger. Let me have fries. And let me have a big chocolate milkshake. And he sits there. The waitress comes to him and says, would you like some ketchup? He said, no, 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 no. No ketchup for me, he says. No ketchup. I promised the doctor that I will not eat red meat. People are thinking about it. Wait, 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 wait. No more red meat, the ketchup. Anyways, there are a lot of people are stuck and they don't want no change. We need God to set us free from that. And let me tell you, I, you know, now, believe it or not, I am getting older. I am getting older. My wife reminds me of that all the time. And there's different ways. God is doing something different now. He's doing something different in ministry. He's doing something different now. And I have to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'll give you another thing. Maybe the Lord is putting a new song in your heart. He's putting a new song in your heart. But the old always tells you, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. But I want to tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, start doing what God has called you to do. Listen, time is ticking. I don't know about you, Every time I look, my, I look at myself in the mirror, I says, who's that old man? Time is ticking. It's the other day I was looking at myself when I was 19. And now I'm 50-something years old. But you know what? There's no time to waste. Can I get a witness in the house? How many say amen? Number three. The new thing. Say the new thing. Let me, let me tell you, God is about to do something new. God is about to do something new, something powerful, something wonderful. But I want you to notice that every time Samuel will, will, will go back to bed, every time he will go back to bed, God kept calling him. God is relentless. God doesn't give up. God doesn't stop until he does what he's going to do in your life. My brother and my sisters... I was a businessman. I was a businessman for 22 years. And that's how I did business. And I loved it. Sunday school teacher, but I was a businessman. That's what I loved. Business and the, and the contracts and the negotiating and the money and all that stuff. But God was relentless. And he kept seeking me, seeking me, and seeking me. Since I was like, like 22 years old, the Lord kept calling me. And I, I would tell my pastor, no, I don't want to be no pastor. There's no money there. But when God has a calling from you, for you, he doesn't give up on you. He's going to track you down until he puts you to do his will. Amen. And you know what the best thing you can do? This is the best thing you can do. 
Stop running. Here's the cameraman. Ready? Follow me over here. Stop running away from God and just surrender. Yield yourself to God. Say, take, Lord, take me and use me. Do whatever you want to do with me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop running and I'm going to let God just do what he wants to do in my life. Amen? So I don't know if you're, if you're running away from your calling, but let me tell you something. Stop running and let God do what he wants to do in your life. Amen? So get, God kept calling him. God kept calling him. When, when the Lord opens the door, no man can shut it down. No man. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Amen. The Lord is calling. He is going to bring the Holy Spirit upon you. And as the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He's going to move in you with power. He's going to release you to accomplish something. He's going to work in you and through you. And He's going to get all the glory and the praise. Amen? Now, Eli realizes that God was calling Samuel. And he tells Samuel, Samuel, next time you hear that voice that keeps calling you, all you have to say is say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, now what does that mean? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. It means this. God now has your attention. It means that get rid of your agenda. Get rid of your plans. Get rid of your goals. Get rid of all the distraction. Turn off your, this monster here. Turn it off. And listen to the voice of the Almighty God. It means time alone with the Spirit of Almighty God. We're so distracted by this little thing here. I don't care what's happening in other stuff. All I want to do is hear the voice of the Almighty God. And God says, God calls him again. He calls Samuel. Samuel, Samuel. Whenever God repeats things twice, he's basically saying like truly, truly, or he's saying pay attention. Pay attention to what I'm going to say. This is very important. Samuel, Samuel. And then he tells him, I'm about to do something in Israel. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. I believe that God is going to be doing something in your life. That everybody's going to be in shock. Do you believe that? Do you believe that or you just come to church? I, I was, we were praying last night about breaking that religious spirit. The, the, what do I mean? A religious system. And the Lord does not want a religious system. The Lord wants a spirit-filled church. A spirit-filled church. The movement of the power of the Holy Spirit. Not just a religious system. You understand what I'm saying? 
Is there anybody here filled with the Spirit of God that understands what I'm saying? Am I by myself? God is about to do something in your life and you need to get ready. Get ready for that something. I know that many of you struggle. And we're going to be praying for the sick at the end. We're going to be praying. If you're struggling, I believe in the God of the supernatural. I believe that God can heal, deliver, save. I believe in that. We are in a, in a Pentecostal church. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not in a religious type of a, 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 a system. No, no, we are Holy Spirit filled type of church where we speak in tongues. We believe in the power of healing. We believe of, in speaking the word, the prophetic word of the Lord. May the Lord rise up the church. This is what's going to happen. Many of you who are struggling with your bodies, and I know that you might be struggling with your health issues or whatever that might be. This is what's going to happen. You're going to go to your doctor and they're going to do blood work and all that beautiful stuff they do in your body. The doctor's going to come back and says, uh, they're going to say, I don't see nothing in your body. You are healed. Why? Because God did something. Do you believe that? You might say, Pastor, you don't understand. I have a stack of bills at home, a stack of bills. I'm behind on my mortgage. I'm behind on my gas bill. I'm behind on the car note. I'm behind the electricity. I can't pay my bills. My account is on zero balance. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I began to pray. I began to trust in the Lord. But, but, but God did something and the money showed up. Praise the Lord. Yes, give it to the Lord. Give it to Give praise to the Lord. Doctors are going to be in shock. Attorneys are going to be in shock. Let me tell you something. Even pastors are going to be in shock. They'll be sure. Well, how about you know, pastor? You know, the days of the healing and the manifestation, that has stopped. When did that stop? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe in that. I totally believe in that. Let me tell you, almost two years ago, I, um, I was preaching and I noticed that when I was preaching I had something in my throat and I, I just couldn't swallow and I told my wife, babe I just can't swallow I love singing, I love worshipping the Lord in my home I love worshipping and singing I cry like a baby, I love it I love to be in the presence of Almighty God I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed because the Lord has done good things in my life. And let me say, all of a sudden, I, I, I couldn't speak. And I felt like somebody had me here in my throat, like tightness. And I, my vocal cords. Now, when I was a young man, I did a lot of, uh, uh, I was kind of like a rock singer. Ow! And I sang country. And I sang salsa music. And I sang all that type of music. So I put a lot of pressure on my vocal cords as a young man. I used to sing in bars as a young man to make some extra money so I could pay for college. 
So all that strain and all that screaming and that ranchera and all that stuff. Anyways, and I noticed when I was preaching, like something would grab me by the neck. Ah. And I was like, I can speak. And I would force myself. I said, Lord, I can't speak. I can't. So my wife says, you know, sometimes thank God for the wife. Praise the Lord. She says, stop being stubborn. Go get yourself checked out. I said, okay, okay. So I went to the doctor, and they did all these exams. They put all this stuff up your nose, all on your throat, cameras everywhere. And then they said, you know, he said, Reverend, I think you have a big a polyp next to your left vocal cord, and I think it might be cancerous. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I went for two days. I didn't talk to my wife about it. You know, because I didn't want to get in shock and nervous and all that stuff. But for two days, I was struggling in my home, and I was like, Lord, 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 you know, help me, Father. Help me. I began to pray. I could, and, and I asked the, the pastors from our church. I asked the, all the pastors and Pastor Carlos and everybody, and they started praying for me and praying for me. And um, we were doing all the live streaming. That's when the church was closed. And Pastor Carlos and myself were doing more live streaming. I was doing Bible classes. I was putting more force on my, on my throat. It was getting hard. It was getting very difficult. And then I started praying. And I started to believe in God that the Lord would do something. So... I went back. Well, they said, well, you're gonna, we're going to have to maybe do surgery, take out that vocal cord. And if it is, you're not going to be able to speak no more. You know that, Reverend. You may want to change your profession. <laughs> the devil's a liar. You know, so in my thought, in my mind, I'm thinking, that's it, baby. No more for me. No more preaching. No more none of that stuff. And I, they, so I went back after 12 months. After 18 months, went back. I said, doctor, I just want to get myself checked out. He goes back in there with the camera and says, Reverend, whatever was in there, you don't have it no more. You don't have it. Here, here, comes, here comes the me of little faith. Are you sure, doctor? Can you double check again? No, I, Reverend, there's nothing in there. Bye-bye. Go home. Why? Because God did something. God did something. And, 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 and what I want to encourage you is that just like he did that with me, he's going to do that with you too. God is going to do that with you too. Point number four, quickly, because I want to pray. Others will hear about this something. Others will hear about this something. God told Samuel that he was going to do something and that he was going to say something and that the people, people's ears were going to tingle. What does that mean? That God was going to do something and the people's ears were going to tingle. He says, I'm going to do something that people are going to be talking about. I'm going to be doing something that everybody's going to be talking about. Let me tell you, my brother and my sisters. I believe with all my heart that the Lord is saying, I'm about to do something great in your life. I believe that I'm, I, he's going to do something great in your life. People are going to hear about it. People are going to be in shock. The Lord, what the Lord does, he does not do it in secret. 
God is going to do great things in your life. He's going to bring it out to the surface. He is going to bring it out to the light. And people are going to see how much God has blessed you. And when people see how much God has blessed you, people are going to praise the Almighty God. And they're going to give the glory to Almighty God. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do, Lord, in the church. In Psalm 23, the word of God says, You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. This is what God is going to do. He's going to do this. A lot of us have a lot of people who are haters. There, there are people around us. They could be family members. I, I, I have quite a few of those. And they're around you. And they'll smile at you. Amen. I love you, sister. I love you, brother. But in reality, there's a lot of haters. And let me tell you what God is going to do. God is going to bless you. God is going to display you. God is going to do great things in front of your enemies. And your enemies are going to be in shock. Let me tell you, God loves to show off what he does. Whatever, whenever, whenever the Lord does something, he loves to display you. He loves to show you off because people will know that he's almighty and he gets all the glory and all the praise. Amen? So let me just tell you, God is about to do something in your life. You know, I mean, Pastor, I don't know, you know, I, I, I messed up. I've sinned so many times. God is about to do something in your life. God is about to do something here greater than the old. It's going to be a greater movement of the Spirit of God in our church. God is going to do things that people are going to be in shock. People are going to be talking about it all over the place. All over the city of Chicago, people. You know what's happening over there at Belmont Assembly of God? Do you know what's happening? Young people are going to be on fire for the Spirit of God. We're going to rise up young preachers, young, young evangelists, young missionaries. People are going to be bold for the, for the things of the Lord. Everybody's going to be talking about what's happening here at Belmont Assembly of God. So let me just tell you again, God is going to do something in your life, whether you like it or not. The Lord is going to do something in your life. Hallelujah. So, uh, 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 but pastor, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. Just get ready. Get ready for that something. Get ready for that something. Get out of your comfort zone. You're too comfortable. Some of us sit in the same chair week after week. The same place every week. We pray the same prayer every week. We sing the same song every week. Oh, no, 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 no. But God is going to do something new. 
He's going to do something different. He's going to shake you up a little bit. And he's going to get the glory and the praise. Is there anything too hard for God? Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. Now, uh, let me wrap it up with this and then we're going to pray. You might say, Pastor, 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 Pastor Ishmael, a, a question. How do you get ready for something? How do you get ready for something? Here he goes. Continue to pray. Continue in your private time, your secret time. Get, you know, your private secret place. Pray with the Lord. But keep praying like you're doing tonight. Corporate prayer. There's power in corporate prayer. There's power. So continue to pray. The second thing is hold on to the promises of Almighty God. Hold on to the word of the Lord. Hold on to it for, for dear life. Hold on to it. Oh, no, 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 no. Those were the old days. God doesn't move like that. No, 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 no. I am holding on to the word of the Lord. I am holding on to the promises of the Lord. Then the third thing. Have an attitude of expectation. Have an attitude of expectation. I'm expecting God to move. I'm expecting when I when when we do our purse service, I said, if you're if for example, we've been praying for new souls. We've been praying for the supernatural. So, but you have to have an attitude within you. Say, Lord, I'm expecting that God is gonna do something. I'm expecting that the Lord is gonna move here tonight. I'm expecting that the Lord is gonna heal. I'm expecting that the Lord is going to restore. I'm expecting that a prophetic word will be spoken tonight. I'm expecting that the Spirit of the Lord will do great things. I'm expecting the angels of the Almighty God to be in our service. Amen? I'm going to ask you to please stand, please, and let's pray. Hallelujah. So, my brother and my sister, get ready for something. Get ready for something. Lift up your hands, please. And I want you to pray. And just ask the Lord. Again, we're not here for a show. We're not here to, I'm not, I'm not an entertainer. If I wanted to be an entertainer, I would be in Vegas making money. And I'll be singing Viva Las Vegas. I, I, I just want the Spirit of God in our service. I just want God to heal us. I just want God to restore us. I want God to take us to another, another level of something new and fresh. That's all I want. Amen. So lift up your hands. Begin to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord, we praise you. We worship you. Feel free to worship the Lord, brothers. Father, we worship you. We glorify you tonight, Lord. We are expecting, Lord, that you will do great things. Lord, I pray that you will continue to, to do something great in my brothers and my sister. Do something great, Lord. Do something great, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will break any type of routine. Break the religious system. Break the religious routine, Lord. Father, we want to be a spirit-filled church. Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, Oh, I want to, Father, I, I want your spirit to move in our service. Lord, in all of our service, with our children, with our youth ministry, in the Spanish, in the English, in all of our service. Yeah, I want the power of the spirit to move greatly. 
That's what we want, Lord. Father, we don't want no routines. We don't want to run back to the old ways, the old systems. But Lord, prepare us for something new. Prepare us for something new and fresh, Lord. Father, we surrender to you, Lord. We surrender to you and we say, Lord, have your way with us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will rise the prophetic. Rise up the prophetic in the service, Lord. Rise up the new, the new giftings in the body of the Lord. I pray for the giftings that will rise up. Stir up the giftings in the church. Hallelujah. Father, allow your people to know that they have the power to cast out demons in the name of the Lord Jesus. Awaken the church from the slumber, Lord. Let your spirit move mightily in our church. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, and I pray, Lord Jesus, as people are coming, Lord, we pray for new souls. We pray for, Lord, for revival, Lord. We pray for revival, Lord. Revive the church. Lord, a lot of the churches are in life support. We need revival in the church. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in the church. Oh, Father, we believe in you. We believe in you.